0: <laughs> my microphone wasn't on yet
1: <laughs> I didn't tell them I was going to, I was like let's see what they do with this that was just fun Hi! for me <laughs> I'm going to be quiet and see what y'all do
0: <laughs> I was trying I was working it it wasn't turning on
2: Yay. Well I'll turn as red as Jade does
0: <laughs> it depends just,
2: just a slight pastor, shade pastor saw
0: it the other day and it was, it was not a fun time for me I turned very red at something that Pastor Nicole said, and Pastor just stood there and laughed. He goes, you don't blush often.
1: That was true. Where was that? That What were we talking about? Uh, (laughs) It's not important. (laughs) (laughs) Not on live stuff. You're not
2: going to show the internet world how red you can turn? Nope. Not about that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody.
1: We just uh, praise God for you. Welcome to the uh, Wednesday at noon.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello, did y'all have a good week?
2: I did. Did Awesome. I have.
1: It's been a busy week. Cool. Did y'all have a good week? And uh, you know, like we're expecting them to come right back, yes we had a great <laughs>
2: week.
0: I'm not being rude internet world, I'm sharing the broadcast. Which you should do too right now because Whoa. we often celebrate people who share the broadcast. Like this week, we gave, we are giving away a $25 gift card to Chick-fil-A. Sweet. I have it in the office right now. I also know who won, and I'll share that momentarily as well.
1: <laughs> so, uh, the first time we did that, Laura Ferreira, she won. It. Hey, hey, there was we are. Us.
2: That was that was <laughs> us there. <laughs>
1: and then. Uh, I'm about to do the same thing here.
0: Speaking of Laura, she just commented and said, Hello. "I love watching y'all. Thanks always for the laughs. <laughs> you know, Anytime." You're welcome. <laughs>
1: Is Miss Priscilla, Miss Lisa? Hello. Good to see you. And uh, are you sharing it with everybody?
0: I was about to share it from from yours. Actually. Awesome.
1: Do it. Oh, I'll let you out. do it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we uh, we just welcomed you. The first time we did that, uh, Miss Laura won, and then uh, this week we said, hey, last week actually, which was a little bit weird because Facebook was not working right. That was the, the Facebook debacle, and um, <laughs> it wasn't just us. Jonathan couldn't share his, mm-hmm. and people all over the images were all messed up, but... So we just went over to YouTube, which we're on YouTube every time we do this, glory to God. And uh, you're welcome to go there. Please go to YouTube and subscribe, but Laura won it. This week we said share it, and Miss...
0: Holly Shaver! Miss Holly
1: won, so good. Praise God. So listen, we're going to do it again uh, this week, and uh, we'll do this episode. We're answering questions today about speaking in tongues as one of the most highly debated topics in our Christianity today and uh, who's there? Hey Stephanie. Hey Stephanie. Yay. Went to high school together. That's cool.
0: Prilla and Lisa Morton.
1: Yeah. So uh, Miss Colleen's there. I heard a really good mama joke
2: about the Facebook being down.
0: Are you allowed to share your mama joke?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so, apparently, says yes. so apparently the reason why Facebook shut down oh boy. and it was the greatest like meme I've seen. It was like your mom was so fat that whole of all of Facebook shut down while she was trying to upload a profile picture. <laughs> I was like, that is the greatest, like it took me back to like elementary school when the your mama jokes were were so big, I was like <laughs>
0: I just came real close to saying one. But
2: I, mm-mm, mm-mm. That was just appropriate for the moment with Facebook mm-hmm. last week. Oh my goodness! I thought it was a really good one. So, and it was a clean one. So <laughs> I want to see. I want to
1: see how religious people are. So do you think? <laughs> hey Mason, uh, do you think we? Your mama jokes are okay. (laughs) Let's see what they say. So, anyway, hey, look, go ahead and share this because whoever shares it this week, we're going to give away another $25 gift card to Chick fil A this week. Do we want it to be
0: Chick fil A? We've done that twice now. Well, what?
1: All right, well, let's take a poll. We'll give away a gift card. Who do you want the gift card to be from?
0: Abigail wants to talk Taco Bell. Taco Bell, I was gonna I say. Okay, well put it Abigail.
1: on here, write it on here,
2: <laughs> and uh, whatever <laughs> we
1: see the most of, that'll be where the gift card comes Hey, my from. cousin Troy's
2: watching. So, I gotta hey, hey, call you Dumb. about something yesterday that I haven't been able to speak to you about, so expect a phone uh, call from me this afternoon, Troy.
1: Abigail's on it. Taco Bell. Dom, how
0: are you?
1: <laughs> so I think Stephanie's answering the your mama jokes. Absolutely, <laughs> that's sweet.
0: It was so good to work with you at Summer Surge. It was really cool meeting you. I think
1: Nicole is <laughs> texting there. Uh, there's a fine line. Cross the line about my mom, man. You're in trouble, boy. Call I understand that. Taco Bell. <laughs> Your mom. Hello, Miss Sherry. Good to see you. Jade is on there. Taco Bell. Man, Taco Bell is. What is this? It's up? looking like Taco Abby Bell's going to be the winner. Stephanie this says Chick fil A.
0: Abby was sharing the other day that she has made a tight may not, race there. She may or may not have prayed to God that she owns Taco Bell someday.
2: (laughs) Do I get get free tacos? Then I am in agreement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two or more. Two
0: or more.
1: There was a a friend of ours as a realtor, and they put on their for sale sign. uh, Underneath it said, uh, "Get 250 tacos," and um, and. I think Nicole said if, if this was Lifetime Tacos, we'd have real problems when Abigail gets old, not to sign her name. <laughs> Brian
0: and Nicole Wright, which I, I believe that. is Pastor Nicole, says taco, Taco Bell. I want to eat some Taco Bell.
1: So we'll let that, we'll let that stand out there for just another second. Uh, Candice, hello, welcome. Listen, share the broadcast. We're gonna give away a $25 gift card for whoever shares this between now and next Wednesday's broadcast. Whoever shares this, we're gonna have a random drawing for everybody who shares. We're gonna give away a $25 gift card to somebody. Where do you want it to be at? What restaurant do you want the gift card to be from? We've had Uh, Chick-fil-A. We're put it out there today. Nobody said Bojangles, yeah.
2: Especially being in the Mm. South.
1: Yeah, so. Basically, (laughs) Chris Rundy, hey man, good to see you, and uh, uh, Deb Peoples, hello. So listen, share the broadcast, whoever shares it, you're going to be putting a drawing, you're going to win a $25 gift card to whatever restaurant that people vote for. Right now, we got like four votes for Taco Bell, and one vote for Chick-fil-A, so we'll give it, let's give five more minutes. We'll go to, what time is it on the phone? Um, All right. So we'll go to, we'll do ten twenty, Let's, or twelve twenty. At twelve twenty, whoever, whatever one has the most votes, that's who <laughs> that's we'll. Meredith,
0: how are you? Colleen
1: said Harris Teeter. I'm, I'm good with that. Lisa Morton said Chick Fil A. So now
2: we're two for four. We got two it.
1: and four. Keep up with it. So. so
0: can it be that for every share that they do is a submission for the drawing? Like if they share it seven times between now and next Wednesday, that's seven times their names in. Um. <laughs> We don't have to. I was just, I was just thinking.
1: If they, well, it'd be hard for us to keep up with that. So,
2: three Chick-fil-A, four Taco Bell, and Chick-fil-A, and one, sneaking one
1: in. Amelie's. <laughs> Guess who that is?
0: Barrett. <laughs> Barrett.
1: <laughs> you don't get a vote in this. Uh,
2: Good try, though. <laughs> I'm
0: just. Who, who chose Amelie's? Was that Pastor Who about? do you think? But, a woman of God is who she, she is. I do not said
2: she would say bojangles. Yeah, she loves. Bojangles. She can't is win. Macarons. Not everybody's as spicy as her.
0: your mom
1: your mom said east coast wings laura ferreira bojangles laura didn't you already say taco bell like that's (laughs) the she's voting twice (laughs) so anyway so today uh go ahead and share this this is going to be a good uh uh, question answer if you have a question today on this Write it down, mm-hmm. and if we can get to it, we will. If not, we'll try to get those answers to you. But we're going to talk about praying in tongues. It is a topic that a lot of people fight over. Like I, 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 you know, the Holy Ghost said, "Hey, I want you to talk about praying in tongues." I'm like, "Oh man!" I was <laughs> like, in public, and open it up and. You know, because people get angry over this stuff, they shouldn't. And actually, what I've found is it's really pretty simple. It's not complicated. Uh, We make it complicated more because of what we've heard and what society has taught us, and sometimes preachers have taught us things that weren't based in the Word. But when you go back to the Bible, it actually simplifies uh, pretty well. So let's see, what do we have so far? We got k
2: and W in there now. I I don't know what that is. I don't like it. That's it's impressive. canes and Walkers. Hey, Randall, I, that <laughs>
1: w cafeteria. It's canes like, and Walkers. Aww, thank yeah. Thank you, Miss
0: Meredith. So,
1: oh. <laughs> she was
0: my guidance counselor in high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's cool. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Where, I got jokes coming to me. I'm gonna leave them alone. <laughs> About you and and.
0: Miss Meredith can answer any of them. That's probably a really. <laughs>
1: It was a full-time job. I'm gonna. <laughs> there
2: actually needed to be two of them. There
0: were two, Miss Meredith and Miss Tina.
2: You needed two guidance yeah. counselors. The school needed two. I counselors. am not shocked. a <laughs>
0: school. I am not shocked. Miss <laughs> Meredith,
2: we're we're praying
1: for you in reverse time. We're like <laughs> praying for you back then. Yes.
0: I, I you know you probably needed it. I was sassy. I. I I
1: believe that. Yeah, I was. believe that. That's a shock. But you're doing good now. You Thanks. found. You found Jesus. I found
0: Jesus for real. I found Jesus. I found Holy Spirit.
1: Carolyn. What?
0: Caroline.
1: We are graced on this broadcast with Luke. Luke back there said Carolyn in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love Carolyn. all right, Carolyn. I know she'll be in on this. You got to share this. We're gonna put everybody who shares it in a drawing. We're giving away twenty-five dollar gift card to some restaurant. Whatever restaurant gets the most votes. We got like, how, what's the score right now? We've got Amelie's one, K and W one, Chick Fil A tour three, three, three for like Chick Fil A.
2: Four's at Taco Bell. Four
1: for Taco Bell. Oh, it's getting close. And then, yeah, we've got a Bojangles.
0: Miss Meredith says that I was delightful. Delightful. I'm just just going to let that be there.
1: I see that she wrote it.
0: I receive it, Miss Meredith. (laughs) I receive it. I'm going to leave it alone. (laughs) Lukey, Miss Carolyn says that you're her favorite. He, in the background, is going just like that. That
2: was a strong one to you, Mm -hmm. like the whole face
0: He felt that in his. Randall
1: self. says, "Will you look at this study on God's holy Sabbath day?" Uh, yeah, we've actually done that before, Randall, and uh, it's a great thing. That's one of the things that in America is actually skipped over a lot. So anyway, Carolyn shared it. Boom, she's in the running.
2: I just want to know: Is my wife going to
1: share this? Like
2: Taco Bell goes a long
1: way. <laughs> Jade says, "My papa is watching."
2: Hey, Andrew. Another guy from, from oh, yeah. the school days.
1: Cool. Well, it's good to see y'all. Let's let's go ahead and jump in. So, a uh, couple of things. Let's let's kind of. One of the questions that we had was, "Is tongues of the devil right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that's always <laughs> constant. What?
0: wasn't that Stephen Hurlbert that asked that? Yeah, he said <laughs> Stephen
1: sent me a question. He said he said, "At what point at praying in tongues does the devil come in?" <laughs> Thanks, Steven. It was awesome, and uh, so
0: I didn't post that one because I was like, um, we'll leave <laughs> yeah, it. "Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah." He's messing. That's what that was. He was trying to be funny, and, which is what I, I sent you message on yours too. I was like, hey, "What's this?" So you know, let's pull out all of the doctrinal questions that go deep enough that they're not clear uh, anyway. So, oh, Jade put Taco Bell too. So yes, yes. Woman of the God. bell. Uh, Carolyn true. said Stephen is Southern Baptist. It's true. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's far <laughs> from Southern Baptist. That's
0: why he plays the accordion during worship. He's told me he does.
1: <laughs> he's straight Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> but guess You're what? He carries is. some power too. So, so anyway, one is tongues of the devil, and another one is is tongues for today is so we're going to look at that which is you know debatable in a lot of people's minds but when you go into the word it's not it's actually kind of clear mm-hmm. uh is tongues for today uh what's the order what's proper order what's godly order on tongues uh in other words if it's spoken is there what's the the deal with interpretation right uh, so we'll look at is it for today uh, is it interpretation Um, And then another thing is, is the devil, you know, is it the devil? Is it (laughs) demonic? Is tongues demonic? And and we're going to look at it. Hey, there's Corey and Brandy. Tell them real quick how much time before we make a decision. Corey
0: and Brandy, we have like two minutes. You need to decide. Share the video. Pick a place you would like a gift card to. You need to vote. Taco Bell's winning right now. Yes. But I don't think Corey likes Taco Bell.
1: We're given a gift card. to whoever shares it this week. Between now and next Wednesday, Wednesday whoever shares the broadcast, we're going to give away, we're gonna put all the people who shared it in the bucket, choose it, they'll win a $25 gift card to a restaurant of whoever votes for the most. So what restaurant do you want us to uh, give you a gift card to if you win? What's the uh, Taco Bell has
2: five? A three. Amelie's. Bojangles has one in there.
1: Bojangles.
2: Hey, share
0: the video real quick and then vote for which place you would like to be entered into a drawing to win a gift <laughs> card. Carolyn
1: too. says Chick fil A. Carolyn. <laughs> so that's four to five. So we got one minute. One minute and then we'll jump into tongues.
0: Abby, you should make Luke a Facebook account minute, so that way he and can we'll, share it.
1: Uh, one minute we'll <laughs> jump into tongues. So, like, when one minute goes by, we're all just going to bust out Shonda. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Taylor, watching from Germany. What's up, man? That's uh, cool. Share the broadcast. If I could give you a... <laughs> um, if I had a million
0: dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does that mean that you laughed at? I don't
1: know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Taylor, uh, share the broadcast. We're going to give away a gift card, $25. What would you, what, uh, would you vote for? Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. Abby, Luke votes for Taco Bell. He'd, see, he'd probably say anything American. And uh, Carolyn, Brooklyn. Hey, there's Luke's dad. I miss Luke. <laughs> Janet, hello. Luke votes for Taco Bell. Sorry, he doesn't have his on the count. He can't vote. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're done. Twelve twenty. <1220. gasps> Taco, Taco, Bell. Bell, Taco Bell, Bell. It is all right. Taco Bell. Yay. So, uh, whoever shares the broadcast this week between now and next week, twenty five dollars Taco Bell gift card. Your name goes in the bucket. We'll pull it out. And uh, hey, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Chelsea, trouble. Dave Siriano, Taco Bell. Dave. <laughs> hey Hi, Dave. Dave. All right. So, tongues. Is it for today? Um, so, one of the things. Uh, is it for today, let's, let's start at the beginning, is it actually God or not? Well, uh, let's look at the Word and let's go to a couple of scriptures. And I want to share this with you. I have some scriptures here. Alright, uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14.39 and as we're speaking these scriptures, go ahead and type them in so that people can reference them. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1439, uh, counselor Meredith says, anything you want to know, I only have good memories though. Wow. Did you pay her before she came on today? Nope. Are you sure?
0: No, please, pretty pleased though.
1: <laughs> You're happy right now? I am. I love
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 1
1: Corinthians 1439. Now I want you to see that this is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. And he's not talking right after Pentecost. He's talking some years later. Uh, If I remember correctly, he's talking some decades after Pentecost. And he's speaking to the whole church. So in 1 Corinthians 14, 39, you have Paul speaking to the whole church. And here's what he says. Therefore, my brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak in tongues. Uh, so that, that's one of the first things. Don't forbid it. All right, now why would... This is... We know that all scripture is inspired by the Holy Ghost. So here you have the Holy Ghost prompting Paul to write in what would become uh, the Bible, uh, knowing that this is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit saying right here to the church... Do not forbid to speak in tongues. All right, now, uh, we don't want to just give one example. We want to continue. Is this God or not? Well, if God's telling us to do it, is God going to tell you to do something that is demonic? No, that would be against his nature, and it would be separated. Uh, look, at, look at this. Uh, this is John seven thirty seven. This is in the King James. And uh, hey Spencer, hey Brad and Alicia, and hello Dustin. Welcome to the broadcast. Hey, you might not know it, but go ahead and share it. Anybody who shares it, it's going to be put in the drawing for a $25 gift card. Uh, Marco, hello. Uh, same thing. If you share it this week, uh, you get put in the drawing. And then uh, let's look at this. John 7:37 through39. It says, in the last day, the great, uh, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. All right, now, it's important for you to recognize he's saying, if you're thirsty, come to who? Come to me. He's saying, come to me. So, in other words, I'm going to feel you out of myself, out of myself. And then he says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly... Out of the person's belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39. But this he he spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So what he was saying is, when I'm glorified, what these scriptures are saying, Jesus was saying, when I'm glorified, when you are thirsty, when you need a filling... You come to me, and I will pour out a part of me into you. And what's poured out will not be the devil. It will be Jesus. It will be the Holy Ghost. It will be God. All right? Now, uh, to, let's see, 1 Corinthians 12:10, he, uh, he says this again: this is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. He says to one, uh, will be given this, and to another, the effector, effecting of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the distinguishing of spirits, uh, to another, various kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. So Paul was saying to the church, I'm <laughs> going to give, uh, Jesus is going to give through the Holy Ghost, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, he's going to give tongues. Now, if there's something I need to see online, let me know. I'm not going to keep up with the." Um, with that If you have a question about tongues that you would like answered, go ahead and type it in, and we'll try to address that today. If it's too much for today, we'll try and address it later. Uh, but go ahead and type in that question. And then you see in 1 Corinthians 12:28, now verse 10, 12:10 10 is the gifts that were given, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Verse 28 is talking about what is appointed in every local church. This is this word here, church, is the local church. And he says, in the local church, he's he's declaring in the local church the same Paul that's saying there should be order in the church. He's saying in he's establishing some order right here. Mm -hmm. In every local church, you'll have. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts of healing, helps, administration... Various kinds of tongues, mm-hmm. so the same order the same apostle Paul that sets order on how to do it right, he also says it 's going to be in every local church now this is something written to the first Corinthian church, but we take everything else out of out of First Corinthians, everything else out of Ephesians, out of all these books, and we apply them to the whole body of christ mm-hmm. he 's not just speaking to that church now because as it came into we saw the um, the Holy Spirit write this to all churches. This is the order. You will have in each local church various kinds of tongues if, they're, if they are actually working. This is not demonic. This is God, mm-hmm. right? This is And when you see the gift of tongues, we apply the word gifts and they are gifts in First Corinthians 12, uh, 7 through I think 11, uh, you see the gift, but here's something I want you to see that's even more important than this. When you have the gift of tongues, he says this. Let, let's look at this. Uh, first, I think it's 1 Corinthians 12, 7. <clears throat> I want to look at it directly, and you can put this up. Uh, make sure anybody that's watching, type in the uh, scriptures so that people have that to reference. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It says this, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. And you'll see there that the Spirit there is capitalized. That is a capital S. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. So what he's saying here is the Holy Spirit is going to manifest himself. And when he does it, the common group of people is going to be lifted up and it's going to be good for them. So what he's saying is this, I want you, a lot of times when we put down the gifts of the Spirit, we kind of uh, take away the, the personalization of it. But what's really happening in this moment is he's saying, look, I'm going to manifest myself. The Holy Ghost is going to manifest myself. He's not manifesting a demon. He's not manifesting anything else. These gifts of the Spirit are a manifestation of God himself. And when you start to come against these manifestations, you're not just coming against a gift. Mm -hmm. You're coming against the person of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to do that, which I believe is why Paul uh, said it later on, don't forbid praying in tongues because if you're forbid- praying in tongues, you're actually forbidding the Holy Ghost to be Himself. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous place to be. You don't want to do that. But you can see from multiple scriptures already, when somebody's praying in tongues, they're not praying in a devil. that They're praying by God. It's God. And to say that something that's God is a devil, that's dangerous territory. You don't, you don't want that. But I want us to continue here. So, but I want you to see how powerful it is. It's not just a gift that is not personal. It is God saying, "This is myself." Manifestation means it comes into our hands or it comes into a physical, uh, a physical reality. Right? That's what manifestation means. God saying, "When I give you the gifts of the Spirit, I'm going to bring myself." into your physical reality, and I'm going to do it through the gifts of the Spirit. And these, So these are a manifestation or a bringing of God out of the spiritual and into the physical world to help us to bring about some good things. Okay, so let's look at some other scriptures here. And uh, hey, David uh, Broussard, good to see you. Stephanie, good to see you again. Miss Nancy, good to see you. One, good to see you, Miss Deborah. Awesome, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, if you just join, share it. We're giving away a twenty-five dollar gift card to people who share this week. <laughs> when you share it, you'll be put into a uh, drawing, and we'll draw out somebody that shared it and send you a gift card. All right, now let's look at this. <laughs> I just saw somebody liking the broadcast. I was like, "What's that bug crawling on Barrett's phone?" <laughs> 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 so, yeah, bam. All right, so now you see in verse 10 that you have the manifestation of the Spirit across the whole universal church. But in verse 28 you see that in every local church you're supposed to have the gift of tongues. Um, this This is the order God set. This is one of the strongest ones here, Mark 16, 17. Mark 16, 17. One of the strongest, this is Jesus talking, and one of the strongest things... These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. So what Jesus is saying is if somebody is a believer, new Mm -hmm. tongues is supposed to be a part of what they do. Mm -hmm. That is supposed to be a part of the fruit that they carry. And we have to ask ourselves this question. If I'm not doing this, am I living up to the fullness of what God has enabled me as a believer? And so Jesus said, not, and he was speaking for believers for all time. He wasn't saying, he didn't say apostles. He didn't say apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, mm-hmm. and teachers. He said, these believers. are believers that believe on my name. Believers, every believer, here's a fruit that should follow them. They'll speak with new tongues. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Jesus' is not going to tell us that we're, okay, he's not saying here, this is what's going to happen to believers. They're all going to be filled with demons. No, he's saying you cast out demons, the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And along with casting out demons, you will speak with new tongues. He's not saying that tongues are of the devil and they are demonic. He's saying, look, believers will speak in new tongues. And it's to believers across time, across history. The only time, there, one of of the things that you see is this. Um, One of the things that you see is this, is that... uh, the verse that people use to say that tongues ceased is over in First Corinthians 14. And let's let's look at that real quick. And I've got it in my notes. Find the verse real quick where it says, uh, when that which is perfect is come. It may be 13. Yes, 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 yes. 13, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 13. It says in verse 8, Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. All right. So now what you're seeing here, many people that believe that tongues have ceased, will actually use this verse. Now, I want, you to sh- I want you to see something. I just gave you about <laughs> five different verses that said tongues will be in the church. You have one verse that says they will cease. And, and people will look at this and they'll use this one verse a little bit out of context mm-hmm. to say that it will cease. But what's happening here, I want you to see what he's actually talking about in context. It says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Now, why do we know in part and why do we prophesy in part? The reason why we know in part and prophesy in part, it goes back to why Jesus hadn't sent the Holy Spirit yet, because he was not yet glorified, right? He couldn't do it in full until everything with the sacrifice happened. He went up, he received, he put that holy blood Mm -hmm. on the altar in heaven, Once for all time, right? And then all of a sudden, he received his glorified body. Remember, he told him, don't touch me. I haven't received my glorified body yet. Until he received his glorified body, he was not walking in that fullness, not walking in that wholeness, which is why she couldn't touch him. He was walking in part, Right? In that way. Now, he was able to do things a lot of people weren't able to do because he drew on the Holy Ghost in ways that people had not seen before. Mm-hmm. But he was filled with the Holy Ghost even while he was here. But then once he applied that blood, he was able to walk in the fullness of the promise and he was able to have that glorified body. Now, the full Council of Scripture says that until we are resurrected, until we are received in the rapture or we're resurrected, we won't have a glorified body. And because of that, we have a body of flesh that is still a body of corruption. If you go over in the first John, it shows you that, look, if you think that, you, that you're completely there, you're fooling yourself, you're deceiving yourself. And this is what the scripture is saying. As long as you have this body, there's a part of us that's limited in that way. Now, God's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So as we draw on the Holy Spirit, we can see and do the things that we have need of in that moment to always be led to triumph. But there's pieces that we don't see. Like, for example, I know a lot of what we're to do in the church, Mm -hmm. but I don't know everything. I'm still in the process of that sanctification. I don't know everything. I see in part. We see in part. And what he's saying is we need tongues in this time while this body is not glorified because we see in part. But when he's saying we don't see in part, when we have the glorified body, Then all of a sudden, we're not going to have the need. We have that communication with God. It will be pure. It will be perfect. And at that point, we won't need prophecy like we need it today. We won't need tongues like we need it today. And that's when it will cease. But as long as we have an unglorified body, we need tongues in the earth. As long as the church is in the earth, in this age, then all of these verses, all these four or five verses that are read, and there's more, they continue to play a part until... We have the glorified body. Yeah. So he says this. He says, for we know in part, verse 9, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, and you speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childless things. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, and, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know Fully, just as I also have been fully known, right? But now, faith, hope, love abide these three, but the greatest of these in love. And then it goes on to say look, tongues, it needs to be empowered by love. Mm -hmm. In other words, Right now, we see things dimly and that's a part of the beautiful part of tongues is it allows us to pray out the mysteries of God, things we don't even know. And why do we need to pray out the mysteries? Because we see in part and we know in part. And that's why tongues is needed now. Now, if the devil could keep away this great Mm -hmm. gift, then it would be a big win for him. And so that's exactly what he does. He fights tongues Hand and foot. I mean, he's left and right, up and down. He's fighting it because he knows how powerful the gift is. You see it. It helps you build your faith. It helps you pray out the mysteries of God. Mm -hmm. It helps you to win. It helps you, according to Jesus' words in Acts chapter 1, to be the bold and confident witnesses that you need to be in this world. So if the devil takes away the Holy Ghost and the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, All of a sudden what he's done is he started to take away your power Mm -hmm. to win, your power to witness, your power to walk as an overcomer. The devil knows it because he knows scripture. Mm -hmm. And then what he does, though, is he utilizes man's fears against him. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest reason that people fight and they argue over tongues is because, one, it looks weird to a fleshly mind. It looks weird to a mind that's not fully renewed or doesn't know about these things in the Word. So that immediately puts us out of our comfort zone. And if we're out of our comfort zone, then we're always... Our flesh is always resisting things outside of our comfort zone. And so our flesh wants to not move into something that's uncomfortable. Our flesh wants to stay away. Well, tongues very quickly is a supernatural thing. And it is out of our flesh's comfort zone. And so we have a natural tendency in our flesh to stay away from it. And so people look for reasons why it ceased and why they don't have to stretch into it. And, but what we really need to do is go into this word and we need to see, hey, this is of God. It is for now. It's for the church. It was never stopped. There's no scripture that says it's stopped now. There is a scripture that says when that which is perfect is come, putting it off in the future, right? When that which is perfect is come, then we will be complete and tongues and prophecy will cease, right? But it's saying when that which is perfect is come. It's not talking about us now. It's talking about when we have that glorified body. When we have the glorified body, we will be full, and we won't have the need of the things that help us see like we will see Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. Uh, That hasn't happened yet. We still have a flesh, and if you don't believe it, just go fast, Mm -hmm. and you'll (laughs) find out how much flesh you still have left. Amen. (laughs) Love you. Praying for you. (laughs) mean it any comments on that like is it and and also is it of the devil I'm going to talk about something else about that in a second
0: well I think I uh, you were talking about how the devil uses fear I think a lot of a lot of any negativity when it comes to speaking in tongues is entirely fear related but the church I don't believe. if you bullet it
1: down now there's there would be some people that would say no I'm not in fear right But if you boil it down, a lot of the doctrine that we had was preached out of fear. Right. Yeah. And when you get back to the root, you're right.
0: So a lot... A lot of people will try to distinguish speaking in tongues as different from the Holy Spirit, and it's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, but it's still Holy Spirit. And, I mean, it says in John 16, Jesus, again, is talking, and he says, it's better that I leave so that I can send you the comforter, so I can send you the helper, so that I can send the Holy Spirit. So. To Jesus, Holy Spirit coming for everybody was more important than Him remaining on the earth. So when we say that speaking in tongues isn't for today, or it's of the devil, or whatnot, then you're completely contradict. I think it's sixteen seven. Uh, you're completely contradicting what Jesus said as far as it's better for Holy Spirit to be here and to be here in all aspects of that holy spirit wants to be here for not just miracles not just healings not just you know prophecy but speaking in tongues it's a vital part it's your connection to god and so when you cut it off you're cutting off the very thing that jesus said was a life source for you
2: yeah yeah i mean when you pray and when you're praying in the holy spirit and you're praying in tongues that's where you can receive those words of knowledge sometimes that you don't know that you need for somebody Yes. But that's when you just be obedient and you pray, and then it might be three days later, somebody's in front of you, and by your obedience, that that word of knowledge that you might not have ever known is revealed to you to, to give to that person that can change that person's life. So it's important, and then you look at it too, like when you try to say take tongues away from the Holy Spirit, that manifestation, then you're, what you're doing is you're trying to put the Holy Spirit in a box. Yeah. Well... God doesn't fit in the box. No, He doesn't. Holy Spirit is part of God. It's the Trinity. You can't put any one of those in a box because you do, then you are limited. You are limiting them of what they can do in your life and what you, what you are called to do. Then, so then, like you said, He's taking that power away from you. Once He takes that power away from you, then you are just chopped liver. I mean, you are you are there for the taking because that that power that the Holy Spirit's given you is what. You know, what takes us to levels, what what helps us lead people to salvation, what helps us to put us... To move in the supernatural yeah, that and,
1: shows the glory of God and His love for Him. Yeah. yeah.
2: So when you try to do that and you try to say, well, I believe this part and I don't believe this part, all you're doing is putting Him in the box. Yeah. You're just shifting yeah. that box around. and So you're not going to fully be able to move the way you're called to move because you're, you're limiting yourself. Not yes. that God's not trying to pour it out to you. He's given it to you already. But you're the one that's saying, "I just want a little sample."
1: Well, and what we're seeing today really is a a very powerless church because they've tried to operate in their comfort zone Mm -hmm. and basically God exists outside of our comfort zone, you know, and. You're not going to be the powerhouse. It is going to make us impotent as a church if we try to take God out of the church. Uh-huh. And when we remove the Holy Spirit from the church, that's the thing that he said You know, this is what's going to help you, like the verses you were talking about in John. You've got to have the Holy Ghost to do what I've called you to do. And so if you start, well, I'm going to have the Holy Ghost here, but not here and not here and not here, you're saying, hey, this is not of God. You're ignoring some of these scriptures. It it can be a very dangerous thing. You have to be very mindful that you don't do that. Go ahead. One of
0: the things I remember you preaching a few, however long ago, a few months ago, uh, the last time you taught on Speaking in Tongues, is thinking of Holy Spirit and God like a diamond. And yes. there's different facets to God. So you can, like, I can look at my engagement ring and I see the top of it, but there's sides and there's different pieces of it. And when we pick and choose the part of the Holy Spirit that we're comfortable with, then we're we're saying, you know what, God, yeah. you're great enough except for this part of you. You're mm-hmm. not actually and receiving And it's like
1: painting that face mm-hmm. of the diamond. And every time we do that, for our own comfort, we limit the amount of light that flows through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. The end. Amen. <laughs> hey Jennifer, good to see you. And uh, so, uh, I want to, you know, what we handled. I want to look at here as we, you know, continue today. Is we're looking at is tongues for today? Is it of God? And we're kind of handling those together. Have have tongues ceased? are tongues of God or are they demonic, right? Mm-hmm. when we've already handled if you just join in us, make sure when the broadcast ends, go back and watch the beginning of it because we went through several scriptures that showed that I would say fairly uh, clearly. But I want to show you one more and this one really wraps up, is it demonic? But after this, I want to talk about the order of tongues in the church. What's right? What's wrong? What does that look like? Uh, but then we can also talk about Briefly, we're not going to study this, but the types of tongues we were talking about and joking about. Different types of tongues. Most people think that it only comes across in one thing. It's, it's the gift of tongues and every tongue they hear is that. It's not. We'll talk about that and that will go in, you know, segue from the order. But then we also want to talk about the benefit of tongues. Oh, the benefit of tongues is huge. And uh, so we'll look at those. If you have any questions on tongues, something that you're wondering, make sure that you type it in. Even if the broadcast is not live anymore, we'll try to circle back around and answer those questions. But if you have joined us, share it. Uh, anybody who shares it this week between now and next Wednesday, we're going to put you in a drawing for a $25 gift card. We just want to love on you and, and give to you. So let's look at this. Is, is tongues demonic? Well, what we've already established is that tongues... Is the Holy Ghost? Mm-hmm. You're, they're inseparable, right? You can't have tongues and the Holy Ghost as two separate things. Tongues goes hand in hand with uh, it is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. So one, it's not of the devil. But can somebody, you know, try to go after God and they really get filled with the devil in their pursuit of it? Like that's dangerous. Uh, well. They can mess up. They can mess up and they can do something the wrong way. But it's not really the tongues or the Holy Ghost that does that. It would be an attitude of the heart that out of pride tries to be something that they're not. So it's more an attitude of pride. But I want to show you something. Jesus makes us this promise in his word. Let's uh, turn to Luke 11. Luke 11 and verse 9. Now, here's a story about uh, somebody coming to their house, asking them for something, and he says, uh, you're, because it's middle night, you're not going to get up and get it for them. A lot of people you know, basically teach that as, well, you just need to keep asking, 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 asking. But the problem with that is that's not really in faith. This story is a contrast. Uh, you need to see that this story is a contrast. He's not making a parallel. He's making a contrast. Even though you you have a friend that comes in the middle of the night, you don't want to answer the door, you still would. He's contrasting it in this story and saying, where you wouldn't, I will. And so ask, and whatever things that you have need of in the future, keep asking. But be believing when you ask. If I say, well, I'm going to ask and maybe he'll do it, maybe he won't. Well, now I'm outside of my responsibility for faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So if, when you're saying ask and keep on asking the same thing, that's not really what this is saying. He's saying whatever comes up to you, just keep asking and God will keep answering, right? But then he moves from asking and he moves into verse 8, uh, verse 9, excuse me. So I will say to you: Ask and it will be given you; seek and you will find; knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. So he's saying, so I'm telling you. The contrast is when you ask, it'll be open. Mm-hmm. You know, when you seek, you're going to find. And then he says, Now suppose I love this verse eleven. Now suppose one of you, Luke eleven eleven. Suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? In other words, he wouldn't substitute that. He would not counterfeit that. And this is a father, right? But, and he's going to bring out something here. He says, or if he asks him for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? All right, you're asking me for an egg or something to eat. I'm going to give you something that will sting you 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 know, could kill you, but definitely hurt you. No. He says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. So what he's saying is, even though you have a flesh that would, a flesh operating inside of you, we have a a body in part, right? Mm -hmm. A, A corrupted body with a renewed spirit, but we're in part. Even though you have a corrupted flesh, even you fathers having that corrupted flesh would not do this. You fathers wouldn't do this. He said, then how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So if you have somebody who's honestly saying, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit... God is not going to allow that to be counterfeited with someone else. And we have his word on it. We have the words of Jesus on this. I'm not going to allow that Holy Spirit to be counterfeited. I'm not going to allow somebody to truly be asking me in his heart, give me the Holy Ghost and and I'm going to let a devil come in. No, Mm. this is one place where we know it's not going to be counterfeit. Now, somebody can be filled, filled up with God, Moving in in God thinking that they're filled with the Holy Spirit at at a moment and then go try to do something in pride and they can move in some demonic areas, some demonic uh, pressures and open up the doors to some stuff. But when you're asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit to God, he is not going to allow that to be counterfeit. And when somebody's praying in tongues, because they're filled with the Spirit, it's never a devil. It's never demonic in that way. So is there a question?
0: Yep. Taylor McCaffrey asked, What scares some people about tongues? Why have the majority of Christians and churches de-emphasized tongues as well as other gifts of the Spirit? What would you say to people who want the Holy Spirit but aren't sure how to recognize what would be Him?
1: Well, um, those are good questions. And a couple of those, like, Uh, Why are people holding back from it? What scares people? We covered that at the beginning of, we basically covered, all of this is a basic, this is not a real in-depth teaching today because it's a wide topic and there's only a limited amount of time we're going to be on here, but We covered that at the beginning. Basically, uh, people are afraid of stepping out of their comfort zones. Mm. And the Holy Ghost is outside of their comfort zone. But uh, here's a question I ask all the time. Do you really want God to be only in your comfort zone? That means... That whatever you are comfortable with now is the only place God can move at. I need a supernatural God that moves in every area, even outside of my life, so that that supernatural power can come in. Mm -hmm. I don't want God just in the box of everything I know now, which is what I'm comfortable with. I, I need to make sure that he moves outside of who I am and what I know. Because what I know is not enough and who I am is not enough. I need God to be bigger than me. Mm-hmm. That means I need him to be in, out of my comfort zone. Well, that's the issue though. People don't want to yield. They want to stay. They only want to stay where they're at. You think about it. Had, had the Pharisees stayed where they were at? And that's why they killed Jesus. Uh, the new believers in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Acts... And throughout the rest of the New Testament, they had to move beyond what they knew Mm -hmm. before those, those times had happened. They had to move beyond in order to be born again. We, we should always be pressing into the thing. Study to show yourself approved means that we're pressing beyond what we know now. So it should not come as a surprise to us that God is going to constantly open and reveal new things to us. He's constantly doing that to me. He's showing me new stuff that I've never seen in the Word. So a lot of times people are scared of that and they have a fear of that so they don't press into it in that way. Uh, the other, other thing that that basically holds them back, now you have people, the devil wants to keep them away from it because it is the power to be God's witnesses and to bring about great things in our life. We'll talk about those benefits. The devil knows the benefits, mm-hmm. I think, better than we do a lot of times because he's he'd been around this for a why while. he fights it so Yeah, hard. and he <laughs> fights it for that. His last question is is good, but go ahead.
0: Well, something you just said reminded me of when I... Realized that speaking in tongues was a thing, it scared me. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that came from people not recognizing that the Holy Spirit's a gentleman and you invite Holy Spirit into you. And so many people are excited about the gift that they try to force it onto people. And if you're not speaking in tongues, you're not important and you don't have purpose and all this stuff. And so they try to force feed what God has intended to be a gift yeah, and, and that's what happened to me like I got really scared about it because people were forcing it down my throat Yes, and, and so it's important to realize that Holy Spirit is available and he's there but he's also a gentleman who waits to be asked and received in that way it's not something to force feed and shove down people's throats.
1: Yeah you'll find with God as a pastor I did that wrong at the beginning I was trying to force feed people and the Lord gave me an example You know, you can have the best thing in the world, but if you force feed it, they're going to throw it back up on you, even if it's the best thing. Well, the things of God are like that, too. And if I force feed it, people will throw it back up on me. My job is to educate. Generally, you're going to see that God never force feeds anything unless that person is in very dire danger. You know, uh, like Paul Paul, or Saul on the road to Damascus, he was in danger of stepping off the cliff. And so Jesus force feeds a vision to him to help save him and save others. And so in other words, he's, is, he was the guy yelling, hey, stop. Wait. You know, he was saying, you need to change. And uh, so for the most part, we don't need to be force feeding people because it does damage in that way. We just People need to be hungry. That's why when you look at the gospels, uh, people always came to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Rarely did He just go to them on His own accord. They, and even if He did go to them, they had to receive Him. Right. You know, like for example, uh, imagine uh, you know where Jesus interrupted the funeral and raised the kid from the dead. You know He went to, he had compassion on the family and went to the family and and then prayed. You realize they had to receive him. Right. They still opened themselves up and yielded, and, and he went over there and let him pray. Otherwise, can you imagine, they would be going, hey, get out of here. We're trying to have a funeral. Mm-hmm. But no, they yielded to him, and they received their son back to life. They, you know, yeah. or they received their family member back to life. I think it was his son. And uh, so... One of the things that we see here is that a lot of times uh, people need to know the Scriptures. Remember, Jesus said this to the Pharisees. You do err, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. Well, that same thing is true today. You know, there's a lot in here I don't know. There's a lot in here that we don't know, and we need to get in the Scripture and study some more. But once you start seeing it's like I was looking at this, um, I was looking at this where it says in Ephesians 6.18, With all prayer and petition to the church. The Holy Ghost is saying this to the church. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. Pray at all times in the Spirit. That's a command, right? Uh, Ephesians uh, 5, 18. And don't be drunk with wine, uh, but be filled with the Spirit. And we know that verb there means constantly be filled. Be filled over and over and over and over and over again. And... um, you know, then you, it says, when you're filled with spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making melody with your heart to the Lord. In other words, uh, a symptom of being filled is there's going to be something coming out of your mouth. And this is not, I believe, this is not only talking about uh, spiritual songs, but, but, Songs in English or songs in your, your known language, songs in a heavenly language. It's both. It's all of that. You'll be filled and it'll be overflowing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you're constantly uh, commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit and actually pray with the Spirit at all times, so if this was demonic, that'd be really unfair. Yeah. It'd be really unjust, and God is not unjust. He's not telling us to do something that's demonic, and then I gotta get somebody else to cast the devil out of you for something I told you to do. Yeah. That would be unjust, so it's not demonic. What was Taylor's last question again?
0: Um, what, would you, what would you say to people who want the Holy Spirit but aren't sure how to recognize what would be Him?
1: Well, uh, it a lot of times people make it really complicated. Um, in America, we've had so much teaching against tongues and against Holy Spirit. what I run into is that people mentally have have clamped down on that, so they'll get filled, they're overflowing, they feel filled, they even have physical symptoms that they're filled. But they have a hard time speaking in tongues because their brain basically puts a, a, a blockade in front of their, their mouth. And as soon as they start to study the scriptures and they start to realize this is of God and that God gives, uh, the, uh, God gives the syllables, right? Mm-hmm. He gives us the utterance, we do the speaking. Right? He gives utterance. We do the speakings. We're speaking by faith. So it's not something where a lot of people think it's going to blow out of them, and it's not. A lot of times, sometimes it can, but a lot of times that's not what happens. It's we speak by faith according to the promises that He's told us. He'll give us the syllables or the utterance, and we speak by faith. Just like every other action of faith, He gives us the promise, and then we take action based off of that promise. But a lot of times we, we overcomplicate it. And in America we've been taught against it. So we automatically are bringing an overcomplication to it. But Jesus said this. If you ask me. How did he, how did he say you know, to be filled with spirit? Ask me. Seek and you'll find. Ask and it shall be given. Mm-hmm. In Luke 11 that we just read, read. Go to your Savior. You can do it at home. You can do it at church. You can do it. Go to your Savior and say, Jesus, I'm asking you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. And in Luke 3, 16, we know that he baptizes not only in the Holy Ghost, but fire. So I, I'll tell people, even as soon as we lead people to the Lord, I always have them pray, Jesus, I'm asking you, because there's Jesus is the baptizer. At that point, I'm not the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the mm-hmm. baptizer according to Luke three uh, sixteen. So I ask Jesus, I ask my loving Savior, baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire. And, and I'm asking, why am I asking that? Because I need all of the tools that the Holy Spirit brings. And I need the presence, not just in me, but I need it overflowing according to this word. So I just go to my loving savior and ask him to do it and he'll do it, he'll do it every time. And uh, now we may have some stuff that's in here that we need to renew our mind to that's blocking some of the manifestations of it, but he will baptize you and fill you every single time.
2: So um, what's the next? Um, What is the connection between knowing God and tongues?
1: What is the connection between knowing God and tongues? Well, when you start, that's a great question. Um, Mm -hmm. When you start to pray in the Holy Spirit, You're receiving, if you go over into Romans chapter 8, it says that the Holy Spirit will communicate with our spirit. And so when we pray in tongues, this is actually happening. Uh, God is talking to the real me, the spirit man. Mm -hmm. He's communicating from the Holy Spirit to my spirit. He gives me in my spirit the utterance and my brain decides if my mind is renewed uh, to the point that it 's right, my brain decides i 'm going to speak out that utterance, and then we speak. so when I pray in tongues, it is actually a flow of connection and communication from God to me, which is another reason why the devil fights it mm-hmm. um, so much and But if I do that it 's kind of like this: one day um, one day when we were in uh, a life group and it was at a public place in a restaurant and there was a room there that was about uh, 30 people in the room I think that day, 20 to 30, something like that. It was loud, everybody was talking across the room. I saw Luke, I think he was about four at this time. And uh, he, he was not really being bad but he was playing with friends and they were getting louder and I wanted to correct him to go ahead and start bringing it down And so from across the room, in a loud room, I went like that. Now, he knew at four, he goes like this and looks straight at me. And I was like, like that, take it down. Didn't have to say a word. He heard my snap over all the chatter, over all that, Why? because he had been around me. Mm -hmm. He had been around me. When we have this communication and connection through praying in tongues, we start to recognize what it is when the Holy Spirit moves. We start to recognize, oh, the Spirit's doing something right here. And all of a sudden our whole fellowship with the Holy Ghost, with God, goes to another level. That's another reason why the devil fights it right there. So is there more? Hello, people. Hey, if you just joined us, share it because whoever shares it this week, between uh, this week and next week, uh, we're going to put you in a drawing for a gift card. We want to give it to you, so yeah, share it. There's more yet. Yeah. Well, I just had several. So, amen. All right, no more questions. No, sir. Okay. So now let's move to the order. Good gravy.
0: Hmm. That's why I started chuckling when you said that we were going to put all these in an
1: hour. What do we? We have the order of tongues. The types of tongues, which kind of goes into the order, and the benefits. We're going to (laughs) need to do this another day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When do we want to do that? (laughs) Um, hmm. Well, i tell you what we'll do. Uh, We'll break this up. This will be part one. And uh, what we'll do is we'll go in and we'll have a part two where we will look at it. But you know, what we talked about is very important because if you don't know that it's of God and for today, why do you care what the benefits are? You think it's of the devil or you don't think it's for you today. Why should I even care? So this is very important to understand mm-hmm. that and move into it. And if you have other questions, let us know. Go ahead and share it. You probably have people that's like, man, this was, that was good information. I need to hear that. And, uh, you know, just go ahead and share it with them. We want to give you the gift card if you win the drawing for it. But amen.
2: I like cheesy gordita crunches. <laughs> Cheesy gordita crunches. Can,
0: can I say something? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I don't know. Can you?
0: I can't right now. <laughs> so what? What is popping? I don't popping... think Miss
1: Meredith is still on here, so now we can take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Fact. <laughs> what,
0: what keeps popping up in my head? Like anytime you say share it, I know that I, I believe by the Spirit, there are people who are like, oh, I'll share, but I people are probably going to think that this is weird, or I know it doesn't matter like I remember for me when I first started learning this I had been in church from the time I was 11 until I was 21 I think so 10 years being in church I had never once heard this talked about ever ever and I I wasn't a genius in theology, but I had read enough of my Bible to know the verse that had been taken out of context and to have an argument for it, against it, something I'd never even heard of. (laughs) There are people that need to know what Pastor has been sharing this whole time because, truthfully, the world and the enemy, the devil, have blinded Christians' eyes to the importance of... Of speaking in tongues and rather than learning they just completely disengage and cut off Mm -hmm. this is more important than what you think it is right now in this moment so share this broadcast because there are literally people's lives that are at stake here they may be going to heaven but their lives here on earth are suffering because they don't have the connection with the Holy Spirit that they need to have and as soon as they connect and plug in with God their lives are going to excel and you'll be credited for that because you were
1: obedient and if their lives are suffering or operating at a lower level than they should then that directly affects the souls that they would touch absolutely and so
2: and by you sharing this which if you're watching this you should go watch the no name message from this past sunday by sharing this you're one of those no names yeah that could be sowing the seed to the next billy graham Yeah. yeah and it's important that you do that and you do it in obedience when He tells you to do it because you don't know how many lives that one share yes. could affect by yes. that person. It might be that you share it and somebody that, that, that you know doesn't even watch it and they share it just because you shared it. And somebody that's in their friend account that you don't know watches it and it changes their life, well, it started with that share that you did. Yeah. So it's yeah. important to do it, to step out in faith and say, you know what, this is of God. This is, this is His Word that's yeah. being spoken right now. It needs to be heard by not just me, but whoever else is on my friends list that that could possibly use it.
1: Well, and it's a really easy thing to do as well. And one of the things that we, you know, we are focused on the word. I don't want to give you my opinion. I don't want to give you, you know, because I've had opinions that have been wrong plenty in the past. Mm -hmm. That's why we go back to the Word. It doesn't matter what somebody says. It doesn't even matter what I say if it doesn't line up with the Bible, if it doesn't line up with the Word. And what we're trying to do is look at it and, and, you know, one of the things the Lord showed me years and years and years ago, and he told me this needs to be a cornerstone of who you are, is you need to go into the word unbiased. If yeah. you bring a bias, which can be my old doctrine, yeah. if I bring my, my old bias into it, then I may miss... A very powerful thing that God actually wanted to get to me. Yeah. And as I've gone into the word unbiased, it will really open up to you. You'll start to see it. Because, and that's the reason is, it's a promise over in Jeremiah 24, 7 and 29, 11 through the beginning of 14. You seek me with all your heart unbiasedly. You will find me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God makes a promise. And so when you say, okay, Lord, I'm going in like I don't know anything. Let me see about your goodness with faith. Let me see about your goodness and what you've done. All of a sudden things just open mm-hmm. up. The, the issue of tongues and the filling of the Holy Ghost is such an important thing, which is why Jesus, think about this. It was so important that Jesus said, I've got to go because yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to leave you. Yeah. Because of it. That's how important mm-hmm. it was. And he says, don't go do anything. To, don't leave until it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important. And the devil fights it. God, he fights it. And people fall for it. Yeah. And then their lives are are lower than they should be. And uh, it's not something we ever want to force feed, but we want to put the information out there and share what the scripture says about it, unbiasedly balanced. And that's what we're always going to try to do, you know, on this page, mm-hmm. on this broadcast, is, is not try to just give you what we think, uh, but show you that. Even somebody asked me a question the other day, and I don't know the answer to what they ask. And, and I was like, I'm not going to tell you anything because I don't have a scripture for it, you mm-hmm. know, I don't. If I find something, I'll let you know, but right now I don't have the answer for it. I'm not going to try and tell you, and I might not even, I might have a leaning, but if I don't have scripture for it, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. Well,
0: and the way that pastor teaches us here and the way that pastor approaches interpreting scripture is two things. You realize that number one, God is love. And number two, you approach him like a child, like you receive it by faith with childlike faith. So this subject that, you know, you may have a friend who has been adamant that this is not accurate. Well, it's not your job. You don't need to be the teacher. You've got a pastor here who's also a phenomenal teacher, and he's going to help bring them to the place where they receive this as the loving gift that God gave to his children. And so this isn't This broadcast isn't trying to the whole world needs to believe Pastor Brian Barrett and Mm -hmm. Paul's theology This is this is the word and this is a gift that God's given you because he loves you Oh, he loves you so much.
1: I tell people at the church all the time You need to be like a good Berean and you need what they did in Acts 17 was Mm -hmm. they took what Paul preached and they went home and studied it out and they were diligent yeah. and the bible says they were more noble because they even though you had you had these apostles preaching they didn't just take them at their word. They went and they studied the mm-hmm. scriptures. Yeah. They And now I tell people, do that all the time. Don't just take, like everything, every scripture we look, go look it up. Go read it for yourself yeah. and go study it for yourself. Make sure that what we said was true. And if you got a question on it, I like questions, you know. Um, he really there, does. I do, I do, <laughs> because it shows growth when somebody actually wants to learn. Yeah. Um, if they want to debate, I don't do that, but... Um, Taylor, going back to Taylor's question, let Paul say what you were going to say. But going back to, there's also a story, there's testimony Paul has. I want him to share with you in a second. But um, Taylor had a question about how does somebody receive it. I want to go back to that and give another part of it. So,
2: but I think this is a subject too that I call it like the vending machine scripture, where a lot of people are scared of it. But instead of being like the Bereans and studying and yes. really figuring out. All the scriptures, they pull this scripture here, but then they don't read the scriptures above and but below. Yes. So yeah. it's the vending machine. It's, well, this is, what I, this is what I've been taught, so this is what I'm going to, but I'm not going to fully read here or here, or I'm not going to go back here yes. to see what this says that agrees with this, that points me to this. So then that way you're understanding the whole thing because as long as you're just picking and choosing this and this, then you're never going to understand the full scripture, which means you're putting him in a box. You're not understanding yeah. what he's really trying to say because it's hard to say something it's I'm like a, reading a, a novel like that myself it's like reading a novel if you just read the very first chapter and then you skip four or five chapters read the middle chapter and then read the end chapter you're not going to fully understand the story you'll have the gist of it because yeah. you know what's happening the beginning the middle and end but you don't know what happened in between those pages so you can kind of understand it but you won't you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to pass the test on on the book because you don't fully understand the character's emotions behind yeah. those actions that happen in those three sections you read.
1: And I'm gonna um, that, that is really good. And that's what people do a lot of times because it's an area that they're unaware of, that they're uncomfortable with, and therefore mm-hmm. there's a natural built in corrupted fear towards it. And they don't realize that. They don't judge that area fully, mm-hmm. and I've done it. Golly, I've done it oh, yeah. so much that I learned, man, this is not the way to do it. And yep. so that, I try, the Lord said years ago, learn to recognize the emotion of fear because it'll throw you off all the time. So learn to recognize when that comes in. Um, but I'm gonna tell you something next Next video that we do on this part two on the interpretation on the order. I'm gonna tell you about the interpretation aspect that you've probably never seen or heard before and uh, unless you've been coming to boomerang because i've talked about it here (laughs) and uh but it's something it's so simple and it's right there in scripture but people don't know it and they they try to treat it as tradition instead of what Mm -hmm. the word says i think that you'll really like it and so um, hey kevin good to see you and um kevin Kevin, and uh, so going back to taylor's question how can somebody receive it one, you know simplify, it. just ask Jesus to be filled, and he's going to do it mm-hmm. you know, but the other thing is you want to be around a, a pastor in a church that believes in the fullness of what this word yeah. says and If you have a pastor that actually believes it and knows what they're doing, they should be able to step you through. And I've never had somebody that really wanted to be filled and and wanted to pray in tongues according to the commandment of God that hasn't done it. Mm -hmm. I've had plenty of people that had clamps on it, that had a throttle on it and had a hard time, but we've been able to break through every single one of them and get them to the place Mm -hmm. uh, where they're, get those clamps off, show them the scripture, show them the promises of God, And one of the things about it is this, is Paul says this, and the Lord pointed this out to me. Paul says this, he says, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with understanding as well. I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with understanding as well. He decided that he would pray in the spirit or in tongues and he decided that I will also pray in my known language mm-hmm. in English for us, right? Uh, he said, I'll sing in tongues and I'll sing in, in the known language mm-hmm. or in English, right, for us. Uh, it would be English. But here's the question, who was deciding? It was Paul. Paul decided, mm-hmm. I will. In other words, Paul has a choice of whether or not to do it or not. Paul said, I will. He had the choice. Yeah. And so, in other words, God said, you've got a choice on whether or not you're going to utilize what is within you. And so many times people, because they're scared of it or they don't know, they decide, I won't. And so all of a sudden they you know have an utterance that comes up or a syllable that comes up in their brain. Because I can show you in Romans 7 how that works and in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, I believe it is. I'm going to show you how your, what happens is your spirit man in your mind, you have two inputs, one's from the flesh, one is from the spirit, and all of that's processed in our mind, right? And so the spirit, through our spirit, gives us a syllable, but we think it's just us because that's how we've heard every other bit of information we've ever had. It comes from our flesh, and so we think, I'm just thinking that. That's not God. But it is God coming through the real you, through the spirit man. And then that spirit gives a feed to your mind if you understand that. And then we decide, okay, I'm going to speak that out in faith. It's actually really simple. But uh, we, we can talk some more about that. And
0: it's for everybody.
1: It is for everybody, yes. That's, a, that's more on the order, I guess. But ask questions. <laughs> that, we need to talk about that. So. I thought this was going to be one video and we'd hit all the high points, but I can see that that's welcome to Boomerang.
0: (laughs) He sent us the list of scriptures today, and it was it was long, and Paul and I both just kind of chuckled at one hour being the ambition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're past that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love you. Listen, share it, and uh, whoever shares it, we're if you haven't heard this yet, uh, oh yeah, Paul's testimony. Share it. But first, let's hear from Paul. So tell very quickly, I know you were praying in mm-hmm. tongues yesterday, mm-hmm. going to go do work. Mm-hmm. You're going to go do work. Along the way, you're praying in the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost. You get there, there's a need, mm-hmm. and tell very quickly, like one minute, what happened and how that, it empowered you. Mm-hmm. That's also fun. I know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed enjoyed. Right.
2: So... I'm gonna talk really fast here. I'm timing it. I'm literally timing it. <laughs> so I was I had a I had a, a job to go look at to send out a quote. So I was praying in the Holy Spirit like I normally do whenever I'm going to jobs, because sometimes he'll have me go to a job and it's not a job he wants me to do. It's just there to to minister to somebody. So I was doing that on the way up there and it's a small job. Got there, it was a couple, they had moved from another state here by leading of the Lord. They had a lot of things lined up that Of putting them in the place where they were called to be.
1: This was yesterday.
2: This was yesterday. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was praying in the spirit, going up there. We get there, they were telling me their testimony how they how they got there, which was powerful of how the Lord moved so many chess pieces, getting them to where they exactly where they needed to be, and putting people in front of them. Um, They were looking for a ministry to to work with, um, to volunteer with. They were put in front of this ministry as soon as they start doing their background check and everything her husband, who's, I'd say in his early 70s, starts getting a sciatic pain. And so they were sitting there talking to me about it and everything. And I just, I told him, I was like, well, that's, that's a lie. I was like, I'll go ahead and tell you this is, I'll tell you facts. (laughs) You're getting going. You're, you're telling me, you know, your testimony about how the Lord brought you here. I was like, all these pieces. I was like, and then you get put in front of somewhere that you know you're supposed to be. I was like, and then all of a sudden something comes in that tries to stop you. I was like, do you think that was coincidence? I was like, that's what we call a planned attack to try to get you off of the path that the, that the Lord's put you on. So we ended up praying for healing. I walked him through it. They were a reserved couple. So the uh, devil's
1: per- trying to sidetrack them and get them off track and off target before you ever even get exactly. started. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And that's what I was explaining. I was like, it's easier to start stop you at the beginning than six months into it. Because six months yes. into it, you've got momentum going. It's a little bit harder to throw that little curveball at you. So I was like, we're going to pray for healing in your back. You know, we're going to pray, pray for blessings and, you know, everything. So we started praying and then.
1: All right. Now, and i so you're praying in tongues. Here's what it, the Bible says in Jude. I think it's Jude 120. It says praying, uh, building yourself up on the, mo- on your most holy mm-hmm. faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. right? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build your faith. Well, he didn't know that he was getting ready to need that faith. Mm-hmm. He didn't know he was getting ready to need his faith high. But he had some people. They're called by God. They got a purpose. They mm-hmm. got a plan. God's sending him, knowing that he's gonna bring the power of God that he accessed by praying in the Holy Spirit. And when he gets there, they get healed, they see the yep. light. God gives you revelation form, yep. gives you a word form, and you walk out and does he have any pain?
2: No. I told him I wasn't leaving until it was gone. So I told him, I was yeah. like, and the first thing you do is we got to activate it. So I made him remove his back brace. One of the things his body him was sitting down, standing up. So I told him, I was like, well, we're going to do some exercising. So then yeah. he kept doing it. And then he would pause and grunt. I was like, it's not how we do it. Now when you do it, sit down, immediately stand up, take your mind out of the picture of it. And as you stand up, start praising God as you stand up. I was like, because we enter his gates with thanksgiving yeah. and praise.
1: And so the Lord showed you what to do. Yep. Yeah. And, th- and then at the end, now look, praying in tongues, raised faith, brought about the gifts mm-hmm. in operation. Now they're back on track, healed, ready to do the work of the Lord. And they said, they started talking about, we need to get to a church that preaches this. Yep. Yeah, In other words, when you move in the power of God, all of a sudden people are excited about being a part of the church yep. and moving to the place where God does these things. We're designed for this. We're designed for the supernatural, which is exactly what
2: you walked in. Exactly. And it would have been... Easy to say, especially they were a calm and reserved couple too. So it'd been easy to say, "Well, I don't know if I should pray in the Holy Spirit here." Whenever I was I was going to pray for healing, because people get scared of that; they run from that. But me being knowing how the Holy Spirit works and moves, listened, was obedient, and it opened. When he did, and I started, and I did, I seen they didn't bat an eye. That's when I was like. Or oh, you don't kick the door open like some things are about to happen now, <laughs> and so that's what we did. And yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome. The, the you could see the joy that just came on their face. That that kind of oppression that was sitting there, that he was feeling, was immediately just lifted off. Awesome. I mean, they wanted to walk me all the way out the house, down the driveway to my truck. I all mean,
1: right. all right. So one one more question I want you to answer: Do you think that you would have had any of that testimony? Without the Holy Ghost and praying in the Spirit. oh no, yeah no, that, no because earlier that's that week it. I
2: was already like I told you I was already feeling like man this sometimes I really don't like doing this business yeah you know sometimes it could be it could be nerve-wracking and I would purpose myself to pray in the Holy Spirit on there me thinking I was praying to give me the the knowledge that I needed and lift lift me up to where I could go in and walk as the business owner that I needed to be in the house not knowing that. He was calling me about to move, to through, move yeah. through me <laughs> to those people and give them something that they were needing through me. Yeah. Because that's when I, I told you yesterday, I was like, that's the whole purpose of the business. It's not to try to get rich from the business, it's for him to be able to use me yeah. to get into people's houses and take him to them inside the houses. And the money, the business side of that, that, that comes with it. But it's it's the yeah. the main purpose is to be able to take pe- stuff to people, and if I was a, if I was to try to clamp the Holy Spirit with that, then I wouldn't be able to do what He's He's asking to be done.
1: Amen. Amen. So there's a power in praying in the Holy Ghost, and that's just an example from yesterday. Uh, listen, we love you. Share the broadcast. There's people that you know that need to be released into the fullness of what God's calling them, and they can do it as, they're, as they study the Word to show themselves approved, Thank especially God, on this that. topic. We love you. We hope you've had a great week. And would you all like to say anything before we leave?
2: Barrett just put that I was five minutes at the point. I just wanted to be what? known that I'm 85% of my pastor. <laughs> right? what that you, you tell the youth sometimes when we hit that 7 o'clock and we're still got like 15. So now it's 7-ish.
1: Ish.
0: I'm strong with We're that, an
2: ish, ish church. <laughs> well, we don't limit
1: them, but anyway... <laughs> we love y'all, and we just pray right now. Father, right now, we just ask for anybody that's watching this uh, that desires to be filled with your Holy Spirit according to your command, that we should.
2: Lord, we just ask right now, Jesus,
1: will you baptize them? Baptize them in your name. baptism, Jesus, in the Holy Ghost and fire so that they might be the witnesses you've called them to be. Lord, you're our Lord. You're the commander. You, we... You make the commands, we follow it. That's what it means to be our Lord. Father, you commanded us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So we're being obedient to that. You're our Lord. You're the the commander of our lives and we believe you died for us. And we believe that God brought you back to life for us, Lord. We recommit to you today. Let us be filled and on fire. Let us flow in everything you've called us to. Let us be the witness in the world at work, at church, at home. Let us be that witness following after you and filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Uh, We love you. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you again. We'll do part two. Amen. Share the
0: broadcast. Win Taco Bell.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.